Thanks for checking out Chemistry Connections on the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of HVSPN.com, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions represented within this episode are those of the content creators only. Please enjoy the show. Welcome to Chemistry Connections. My name is Sarah. And I'm Akansha. <laughs> and we're your hosts for episode number one called Light Up Our World. Today we will be discussing the chemistry behind solar panels. So, solar panels are an alternative renewable energy source that have gained popularity in recent years. In this episode, we will be explaining how solar panels receive light and produce electricity. But why are solar panels important? Well, electricity runs the modern world, being necessary for almost all of our daily activities. However, in this day and age, the source of electricity is just as important as electricity itself. (laughs) Climate change. (laughs) (laughs) Solar panels provide an alternative pathway to gain energy without harming our world like other sources of electricity. So... How do solar panels convert light into electricity? Solar panels are made out of two types of semiconductors, P-type and N-type. Before we elaborate, we'd like to clarify what a semiconductor is. A semiconductor is a substance that has electrical conductivity between that of of a conductor and an insulator. On the periodic table, elements that are semiconductors are silicon, germanium, tin, selenium, and tellurium. So, a P-type layer is placed next to the n-type layer in a solar panel. So in the p-type layer, atoms with one less electron in the outer shell compared to silicon, so like examples of this would be boron and gallium, those types of atoms are added in the p-type layer. So in this absence of an electron is referred to as a hole that is positively charged. In the n-type layer, Atoms like phosphorus that have one more electron in the outer shell than silicon are added. So this creates an excess of electrons in the n-type layers, since one electron is free to roam after the phosphorus bonds with the neighboring silicon atoms. Just to clarify, solar panels are mainly silicon. Electrons then jump from n-type layer to fill the vacancies in the p-type layer. So this way there's an equal amount of electrons throughout. This causes a depletion zone to exist, and the, and the depletion zone is the area between the p-type and n-type layer where the electrons are moving to fill holes. So when holes are filled in the depletion zone, negatively charged ions in the p-type layer are part of the depletion zone, as well as positively charged ions from the n-type uh, are become part of the depletion zone. Then thus creating an internal electric field that prevents more electrons from from the n-type layer from filling holes in the p-type layer. Okay, so then what happens when sunlight interacts with the solar panels? So the sunlight actually ejects electrons from the silicon, which ends up creating more holes. So before we get into that, we need to understand that 
the electrons are attracted to the positive silicon nuclei in the solar panel. And this is because opposite charges attract. But energy is needed to break the attractive force between the electrons and the silicon nuclei. And electrons closer to the silicon nuclei will be harder for the sunlight to eject because of Coulomb's law, which states that the greater the magnitude of the opposite charges, the greater the attraction, but also the closer they are in distance, that also creates a greater attraction between oppositely charged particles. So the sunlight ejects the electrons from the silicon and that creates more holes, but the sunlight needs to have enough energy to remove the electrons from their state in which they're very attracted to the silicon atoms. And of course, different types of solar radiation have different energies, which means that different types of solar radiation may be more capable of ejecting the electrons from the silicon. So higher energy solar radiation has higher frequency light waves, which may be more capable of ejecting electrons. And so solar radiation is also called electromagnetic radiation. And this is basically light emitted by the sun. And the amount of solar radiation that reaches any one spot on Earth's surface varies based off of location, the time of day, the season, the local landscape, and the local weather. And the solar radiation is captured and turned into useful forms of energy in devices such as solar panels. Going back to when we need to remove electrons, it's much more difficult to remove electrons from elements near, near the top right of the periodic table, which have a higher effective nuclear charge and fewer electron shells. Within the electric field, ejection must occur, and the field moves electrons from the n-type layer and hole, to fill holes in the p-type layer. If the n-type and p-type layers are connected with a wire, electrons travel from n-type layer to p-type layer by crossing the depletion zone, and then through the wire out of the n-type layer, which causes electricity to exist and be used. There are two main types of solar energy technology that are used today, photovoltaics and concentrating solar thermal power. Photovoltaics occur when the sun shines onto a solar panel and energy from the sunlight is absorbed by the photovoltaic cells in the panel. This energy thus then creates electric charges that move in response to an internal electrical field in the cell, causing electricity to flow. With concentrating solar thermal power cells, uh, these systems use mirrors to reflect and concentrate sunlight onto receivers. Receivers then collect solar energy and convert solar energy into heat energy. Heat energy can then be converted into usable energy or can be stored for later use. So now that we know how solar panels work, it's important to know that solar energy is becoming increasingly popular as a form of energy and some government programs allow people to save money by switching to solar energy, which you should definitely take advantage of. 100%. <laughs> exactly. There's also even door-to-door -door solar panel sales reps that are basically begging people to switch to solar energy. So, I mean, 
it's pretty advantageous because because <laughs> then you if you have like a good house with a lot of sunlight then you can have more energy than you can possibly use in a month you can sell it back to the government and make a profit <laughs> exactly and power outages won't even be an issue because you already have your own energy so jealous of my neighbors <laughs> and then what when i was in eighth grade i was so into solar panels that i created a solar panel like a solar panel powered phone charger um it was amazing everyone was impressed i lost but everyone was impressed so <laughs> that has to count for something wow Sarah, <laughs> that's pretty impressive yeah. <laughs> not not like trophy worthy but impressive exactly you um, know what you were too good for the trophy really that's was. what i think happened 100 percent. i guess moral of the story is that climate change sucks yeah and you know what solar panels and solar energy can be used as a solution to prevent climate change from taking over our planet yeah okay Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chemistry Connections. For more student-ran podcasts and digital content, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. <laughs>